What is crop factor? How does it affect the photos I take? Please help me. Hi and welcome to episode 122 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Sorry, Google was deployed here just to make sure I got my facts right on one thing. Want me to answer your photography question? Well, get your thinking caps on. More on this at the end. Here is the answery bit. Crop factor is a number used to calculate the effective focal length of a camera lens on a crop sensor or micro four thirds camera when compared to the same focal length on a full frame camera. Photos taken with crop sensor and micro four thirds cameras are in effect zoomed in when compared to the same focal length on a full frame camera. Photos taken at the same focal length on crop sensor and micro four thirds cameras have a narrower field of view, meaning you get less in the photo. Blimey, this is one of those. Complicated, quite boring, but very important. I'll do my best on this one though, don't worry. But before I do, how do we end up with this stuff? What has happened to us? How can it be so complicated? Photography is drawing with light, it's taking photos, but we've got crop factors now. Do we... Why? I mean, why do we need this? Sorry about that. That's not in my script. That was just me questioning the sanity of this subject sometimes. Okay, time to explain before I probably have another rant. Well, I covered camera sensor sizes way back in episode 8, which was cunningly titled, Why is camera sensor size important? I know, these self-explanatory titles, they really do work, if I do say so myself. Pop back to that episode for more on this. I want to talk here about how the crop factor affects the photos you and I take and not chapter and verse on sensor sizes because it is quite dull really. However, a quick recap will help and I'm talking here about conventional consumer cameras that us normal folk buy here, okay? Which means there are three main types of cameras. Full frame cameras, crop sensor cameras, also known bafflingly as APS-C cameras. But I hate that term, so let's stick with cropped sensor cameras, which almost makes sense. Talking of making sense, and then there are micro four-thirds cameras. I mean, where did that come from? It's tricky, isn't it? Three main types of cameras. Full-frame camera, crop sensor camera, micro four-thirds camera. Each of these have different sizes of sensors. And to try and explain this in English, let's take a standard lens on a full-frame camera which has a 50mm focal length. The reason I want to do this is that this is similar to how we see the world with our own eyes. It's the same perspective, okay? A 50mm lens on a crop sensor camera has an effective focal length of 75 to 80mm, as crop sensor cameras have a crop factor of 1.5 to 1.6. A 50mm lens on a micro four-thirds camera has an effective focal length of 100mm, as micro four-thirds cameras have a crop factor of 2. To get the same 50mm field of view, which I didn't (laughs) write correctly in my notes, I I just wrote, to get the same 50mm field. That's good, isn't it? Sorry, to get the same 50mm field of view that you get on a full-frame camera with a crop sensor camera, you need a focal length of 31 to 33 millimetres. And for micro four-thirds cameras, you need a focal length of 25 millimetres. I know. Why is this so complicated? Like I say, if you want to know more about this, check out episode 8 and also check out episode 6. Again, great title. What are the different types of camera? Now I've got that out of the way, I'll tell you how crop factor affects the photos that you take. That is the subject of this episode after all. Focal length slash angle of view. 
This should be easy now. We, we have two crop factors, 1.5 to 6 and 2. Different numbers, but they're doing the same things. So don't need to get too hung up on it. They're both having the same effect. I know this is rather strange. Why is 50mm on a Micro Four Thirds camera called the same thing, but not the same thing as 50mm on a full frame camera? I guess evolution in photography is probably the culprit here, but I can't get my head round why 50mm on a Micro Four Thirds is called 50mm. Wouldn't it be better to call it 100mm, because that's what it actually is? That's what I need to look into, isn't it? It's not going to help us with our photography. I just, I just need to know, because it doesn't make any sense to me. But focal length is a major factor in buying camera lenses, so you just need to make sure that you are applying the crop factor correctly when looking at lenses, and make sure that you apply this back to a full-frame camera to make sense of all this. And to do this, you need to know if you're putting the lens on a full-frame, crop sensor, or micro four-thirds camera. I know, I know. Next point, what you get in a photo. Okay, we've established that the crop factor affects the effective focal length. I have a Canon 24-105mm to lens, which I use on a full-frame Canon 6D. If I take a photo using a 50mm focal length, I get a 50mm focal length. If I then take a photo at 100mm, I've zoomed in, and there is less of the subject matter in the photo. Now that photo, taken at 100mm on my full-frame camera, will have the same composition as the same photo being taken at 50mm on my Micro Four Thirds camera. It'll be the same field of view, the same everything, but the depth of field will be different. <laughs> it's not that simple, is it? <laughs> Excuse the noise of my chair moving there as I try to get closer to my microphone. Yeah, it's still there. So that's the main difference. A crop sensor or Micro Four Thirds camera is, in effect, zooming in by the amount of the crop factor. Yes, you are getting a telephoto effect with a standard lens, and that is why you have to think about this. As if you've got, say, a 24mm lens on a Micro Four Thirds camera, you're not getting the field of view that you would get with the same focal length on a full-frame camera. No, you're getting an effective 48mm focal length. Yeah, wide angle becomes standard. I say effective focal length as there are loads of other factors, but this is the headline news. Does crop factor, does crop, <laughs> does crop factor affect depth of field? I can't say crop factor now. <laughs> Sorry, I need to get a grip here. Does crop factor affect depth of field? Yes, it does. You get more depth of field with a micro four thirds slash crop sensor camera than you do with the full frame camera. With all things being equal, that is. And the more I looked into this, yes, this was the thing that I needed to research in Google. The more I looked into this, the more I realised one thing, and it is this. I have a full-frame camera system, and I also have a micro four-thirds camera system. And I have never, ever compared the relative depths of field of the two camera systems or the photos that I've taken with them. It's only in writing this paragraph that I have even ever thought about this. So, massive oversimplification alert. There are many other factors here, but you get more depth of field with the crop sensor slash micro four thirds sensor slash micro four thirds camera sensor than you do with a full frame camera sensor. And that is all I need to know. More depth of field with a micro four thirds or a crop sensor camera than you get with a full frame camera. Okay. Anything more to me is irrelevant detail. If you want to know more, go for it. I don't. Let's move on. And if you do find out lots more about it, don't bother telling me because I won't be interested. Okay then, so I've got some related stuff about sensor size and their effects on photos. Now, it's not strictly crop factor stuff I know, but they're related things that I wanted to mention quickly. Let's gloss over the fact that I started writing a different answer to a different question in this episode, but I'll, I'll come back to that. 
file size. These are all general things that apply. File size, larger sensor equals larger file sizes in general terms. I'm going to say in general terms at the end of each one, so can we just get it out of the way beforehand? In general terms, file size. Larger sensor equals larger file sizes. Image quality. Larger sensor equals higher image quality. Dynamic range. Larger sensor equals better dynamic range. Low light performance. Larger sensor equals better low light performance. Yeah, I know that there are millions of variables that can be considered here. But these are things that are generally true and are relevant to what I'm talking about here. Okay, the talky bit. Confused? Well, understand crop factors and the effects of the numbers and you'll be fine. Crop factors affect focal length, which directly affects the photos that you take and what you get into a photo. And it also affects the depth of field. But remember one thing. What you see through your lens is what you're taking a photograph of. And the depth of field is the depth of field. So don't worry about it too much. Understand it and apply it correctly, but don't, don't worry about this. Just remember the crop factor whenever you take your photos. It's that simple. 24mm is not 24mm on a crop sensor camera. It's not, and that's, that's it. And it does impact on the other areas that I've already mentioned, but we need to remember this. These margins are getting smaller. Well, how is crop factor calculated? Well, it's something to do with the relative size of the sensors, the ratios, the this, the that, the other. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't need to know. That will not help me. That's what I call irrelevant detail, and there's none of that here. Oh, no. And then I wrote a lengthy piece about the merits of full-frame crop sensor and micro four-thirds cameras, and realised these were not actually related to the question. Oops. But I decided to keep this bit in. Well, why not? It's related, and it is good stuff, too. So, here we go. I'm happy to commit to the fact that, in general terms, you can get higher quality images with a larger sensor than you can with a camera with a smaller sensor. Well, you'd expect so, wouldn't you? And if this weren't the case, there'd be no need for full-frame cameras, would there? But, advances in technology, and we're talking both hardware and software, have closed the gap making this less significant than ever. And this will continue. This is not going to reverse. So in terms of quality, this is less of an issue than it ever was. And things like dynamic range? Well, with my Olympus AM5, I can, I can deal with that by taking three, four, five, whatever photos and letting the camera put them together. Sorted. Job done. And comparing depth of field and crop factors? Well, I get more depth of field with my Olympus camera than I do with my Canon 6D. I can't get my head around it, and it doesn't affect me as I treat the two completely separately. I never compare the two and suggest we just accept this fact and move on. It's, it's beyond my levels of intelligence, clearly. What do I do? I use a full-frame Canon 6D for my architectural construction and real estate photography work. No crop factor. 17mm is 17mm, which is what I use. 17mm being the widest angle on the... 17mm being the wide angle of my... Oh, shut up, Rick. And I use a Micro Four Thirds Olympus EM5 for my travel photography work. And on that camera, 12mm is actually 24mm. Now, 17mm is the default focal length that I use on my Canon 6D, and 12mm is the default focal length I use on my Olympus EM5. And the different depth of fields? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Let's move on from that. The last word. Well, I like this. Crop factor affects the effective focal length of lenses when used on micro four thirds and crop sensor cameras. You get less in a photo, and that will do nicely. Actually, I like doing a final summary. I do this straight after writing the rest of it, so there's a succinct, accurate summary reflecting the content of the episode. 
And also, it's, it's good to finish off with a coherent sentence. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that one in. Next episode. Right, sticking with gear. Sticking with gear. I'm not sticking with gear. Yeah, I'm sticking with gear, aren't I? Next episode, Sticking With Gear in Photography Explained podcast episode 123. Blimey, how did I get to that? Nine reasons why camera sensor size matters and what this really means to us. Now, confession time, I've already written this one and this is this is a really good episode. I mean, not that the one I just, not that the one you're listening to isn't, but I think this is a really good one. Check it out next week. I mean, I, I touched on this in this episode. I've decided I'm going to revisit it which I've done, and I've written an excellent episode. Do you want me to answer your question? Or questions? Well, do you? You're not limited to one question here. Oh, no. My podcast, though, has been created to answer your photography questions, not mine. So please, get in touch with your question. And when I answer it, I'll give you a number of shout-outs in that episode, which will exist in podcast land until podcast land is no more. I really need to change that sentence. I never get it right. Just <laughs> just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start, where you can also find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me. This episode was also, as was the last episode, brought to you by a cheese and pickle sandwich. Yes, my favourite. Cheese and pickle sandwiches, see? Simple needs. And some lovely water. Clearly, it's a healthy day for me or a healthy time of the day. As I sit here sipping my water whilst recording this in my homemade soundproof recording emporium. Yeah, I nailed it. Second week running. Happy with that. Okay, I'm done. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and my small but perfectly formed podcast. It says here. Yes, it really does. And for giving me 10 minutes-ish of your valuable time. I really do appreciate you sharing part of your day with me. Yeah, I'm reading that out, but I really do appreciate you giving me time by listening to me. And I also look forward very much to hearing from you, my dear listener, and to answering your questions. So please get in touch, send me a question. Okay, I'm done. I think I've talked too much there. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.